It's the only wrestling podcast on earth with one two-time X Division champion, the man behind the man, behind the man in Impact Wrestling, my best friend and yours, that's Petey Williams. How's she going, eh? We're going to call start calling you like PD Six Abs now. Oh, come on, man. Isn't I mean, that what a six-pack is? Six abs? I mean, I don't know what it is, but... <laughs> I mean, PD, PD's, PD's like Lego Batman. You know, he's got an eight-pack. <laughs> Listen. This next guy, he's styling and profiling, punk rocking. He's the guitar playing, the riot starting, the face punching, the chart topping son of a gun. That's ours, Fredrickson. And I'm a uh, full dad bod. Nice to meet everybody. Nice to be here. So. And we are excited to introduce our guest. It's the artist formerly known as Ruby Riot. Tonight, she's just Ruby. But who knows? She may be leaving here with a new name. That's Ruby. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to be on you guys' show. Thank you for having me. It took a lot for you to get here, and we're pleased that you got here. We're pleased that you're sitting down to talking to us. And uh, first and foremost, we are all big fans. I know Lars has talked about you endlessly, not in a bad way, in a good way. And hey. he really made us super excited to sit down and get to know you. Oh, yay. I mean, that is that means the absolute world because I have, you know, without embarrassing myself too much, I've idolized Lars for a long oh, time. So nice. that means, that means a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so have I, and I know PD has. And if yeah, we all have. Yeah. Here, <laughs> just stop um, it. Okay. All of you just stop it. Or I'm leaving. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm going right. to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go eat my feelings. Uh, yeah. You're pulling a feral on that one. Let's, <laughs> Ruby, we're going to start off, and it's a question that I've been excited to ask you because I was a fan of yours on the Indies. I was a fan of yours up north, and you're a starving artist. You make it big. Now you're about to hit the Indie circuit again, but with this newfound popularity, uh, you have a new perspective, the outlook on the business. How, from your first run in the Indies, growing, learning, to now where you're established, and probably more well off and you don't have to sleep on many couches is your perspective of the indies changing when your 90 days is up um when i was on the independence it feels like a lifetime ago it was only 5 years 5 years ago yeah. that i was on the independence and it feels like an entire lifetime ago um i i'm just really excited I've always been proud of being from the independence. Um, I feel like the camaraderie that comes with being on the Indies um, is something that I am so proud to have experienced. And I am so grateful for the people I've gotten to meet um, for the stories I have to tell um, that come from that. And I am excited to be able to go to different locker rooms with people that I haven't seen in a while, haven't worked with in a while, um, and people that I don't know, um, that I haven't mixed it up with, that I haven't gotten a chance to see or experience, and uh, just just new new experiences. I'm I'm really excited. I'm a little nervous, but I'm I'm really excited. Now, Lars, I want you to have the next question because she's your guest. You brought her on. Well, you know, I mean, I'm super stoked to have you here because uh, on so many different occasions, we've mentioned you and uh, on our fantasy drafts, I've always chosen you, chosen you. And the thing that you're now walking into um, is basically it's, it's, it's almost like a whole new wrestling world. You have, you know, what do they say? That four, fourth wall has been completely torn down and you got, you know, two big companies you know, well, actually more than that, it's three big companies all working together. I mean, everybody seems like they're working together. Um, you know, what do you think that, like, in your opinion, how do you, number one, how do you feel about that? Number two, um, do you think that's good for, for pro wrestling? Oh, absolutely. I think it's, I think it's incredible, honestly. Um, I always believe, you know, competition always brings out the best in people and it's the same with companies like brings out the best in everybody. Um, I think wrestling is just like such a beautifully diverse thing just in and of itself and having um, all these different companies, um, some just starting out um, independence and, you know, televised all being so different that I think 
it does exactly what wrestling is meant to do, which is have something for everybody. Like there's always something for everybody with every, with different tastes, with different preferences. And I think that the diversity and the complexity of wrestling is growing with all of these new companies and these new things that are happening. So I think it's incredible to see what it's grown into. Um, and as a woman to see all of these companies now having um, a lot of women at the forefront of um, their companies and, you know, really giving them a chance to shine. So that alone also is, is a really exciting time, I think, to be a, a professional wrestler and to be a, a female professional wrestler. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And I, I always like to hear people's like, uh, like starting story, you know, like, like what mm-hmm. got them into wrestling and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So like, what, what made you like, Hey, I'm going to be a professional wrestler and I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it like, what, what was, what was your start? I like to mm. hear that story. It's definitely different than most of my coworkers. All right. uh, I did not grow up as a fan. Um, oh. My kid, best friend, um, her whole family was obsessed with it. Um, so much so that I would come over and be like, Oh my God, are we watching wrestling again? Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I, but I, you, you know what? Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine back then that this would be such an enormous part of my life. Um, we, her older brother started doing it independently and we used to go to shows and watch him. And then I started uh, college and I switched my major around a lot. Um, my parents wanted me to be a dental hygienist. Oh, wow. Turns out I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to spend my life with my hands in people's mouths. Um, But I just couldn't decide what I wanted to be or, or who I wanted to be. I was very, very confused. I think I didn't really develop my own identity um, until I found pro wrestling. And um, I went back to a show. I hadn't been to one in a while. And I was like, you know what? I'd love to give this a shot. I, I did a lot of theater in high school and in college. Um, and I was like, you know what, it's just, just for the summer, let's see what happens. And so I started training in a backyard, um, and training, I'm going to use that term very loosely, uh, training in a backyard. And from the moment I stepped into it, cause I tried other sports and was terrible at them Mm. really, really bad. Um, (laughs) and the one thing I loved about pro wrestling is in other sports, you can be bad at one aspect of that sport. And then you're just all around bad at that sport. Um, with pro wrestling, one of the best things I think that comes from that is if you can't do something like you just avoid it, or you try something else and a different alternative, there's always different ways to, to excel and to tell a story and the freedom and the, um, the ability to just, kind of reinvent myself or I wouldn't even say reinvent myself. I would say invent myself because I didn't know who I was at the time because I was about 19 when I started. Um, I fell in love with it. And so I dropped out of college, which my parents were real happy about that. And uh, just started doing it independently because I knew that this was the only time I was ever going to be able to do this. Um, And it was around that time. And it was around like around that time. I also found punk rock was around 19. Um, because before that I just had wanted to be whatever could get me friends. That sounds really sad and pitiful, but like, I just wanted to fit in. I really, really did. And so the person that I was, I didn't even really like the music I was listening to or the clothes I was wearing or any of that stuff. And, um, when my trainer had come up to me. It was about six months after I trained in a backyard. I found actual training in Lafayette, Indiana, which is why I build myself from there because my trainer, Billy Rock, um, is from there. And that's where I trained. And um, he just asked me like, what do you want to present? Who is the person that you want to present? And I, he, he had a daughter, her name is Sophie, love her to death. And he was like, how do you want her to see you? And to me, it was all of the things that I felt like I had been lacking, which is individuality, um, confidence, um, 
you know, choices, control of my life and disregard for what anybody thought. And I found that, you know, within punk rock and the ethos and the community and then, um, and became enthralled in that. And at the same time was able to build myself and my character all at the same time. So, um, it's been a hell of a journey, but it's been awesome to be able to be a fan and do it at the same time because I got to watch like a Dusty Rhodes promo and then go and do it. Um, so it, while it's still like fresh and incredible, like I'm still enthralled with it from the get-go. So, um, while I, I wish I was a little bit more knowledgeable about it that like my coworkers are, it was a really cool thing to be able to see and then recreate in my own way within the same time period, if that makes sense. Yeah. Thank God you didn't find Phil Collins first. <laughs> yeah. Be a real different me if that was the case. You gave a phenomenal <laughs> answer because my, my next question actually plays into this was how much wrestling do you consume? And I, normally I like to know, do you, and then you kind of answered it, but do you still consume it as a fan or do you break it down? Cause watching wrestling with Pete sometimes sucks. Cause Pete's like, mm-hmm. you watch that the headlocks on the wrong way. And you're just like, mm-hmm. let, let me enjoy this. And he's like, yeah, uh, he's about to do a roll over here. Four false finishes and a pin watch. How, how do you watch? Yeah. I will. I was still watch wrestling as a fan. Um, unless someone has actively asked me like, please watch my match and, um, and, you know, analyze it and critique it. I will always watch as a fan and I will always like, I have gotten some of my, my closest friends in wrestling with the people that are not afraid to get excited about something at a show like that you're booked on. I think that sometimes that happens where like wrestlers don't like to, don't like to like, openly get excited about something that they see or react to something that they see. Um, like, uh, so, uh, Mark Andrews, for example, and Pete Dunn, um, are two close friends of mine that from the beginning of when they started, um, we became close cause we got so excited at like, I think it was a shimmer taping when like, um, Aja Kong, uh, was there and we were all freaking out and like, actively and openly in front of everybody. Cause we didn't care. You know, we we're still fans at the end of the day. So, I mean, when I watch wrestling, I always watch, you know, as a fan, um, I think I always want to try and keep that that way. But, um, but I just, I love wrestling. Like I just, I love the diversity of it. It's, it's just the best. Well, one of the things I wanted to know is we've seen you in so many sort of you know, a couple of different incarnations of who you are. Um, and I know they probably all those personalities probably have have something to do with who you really are. But I guess mm-hmm. my question has nothing to do with that. Honestly, that was just an observation. Tag team or singles. Mm-hmm. What do you prefer? Do you like being in there with somebody mm-hmm. else and relying on somebody else? And I know they're two different things, mm-hmm. but, you know, and that was like, mm-hmm. we had Ricky Morton on here and he obviously did singles and he obviously did, He's you the know, coolest. Yeah. He's and coolest. I, I, I wanted to ask him that question, but it, you know, because he's yeah. so, you know, historically put together with Robert, you know, as the right. rock and roll express, I mean, thank God, you know, that we had them because they were the most exciting mm-hmm. tag team ever. In my oh opinion. yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Agreed. So, but I mean, if I wanted, if I was a wrestler, I'd want to be a tag team wrestler. I don't know why that's that, that seems okay. like the, uh, that would, that that's kind of what's attractive to me. So um, you're going to be going out here. Are you going to be looking for a mm-hmm. tag partner or are you going to be doing the, the single thing? Like what, what is your mind say? What, like, where are you going with this? Yeah. We're, okay. First of all, I, I, I do have a question. I don't know if I'm allowed to ask other you're questions, always, but Lars, yes. Lars, I definitely want to know if you were going to be a tag wrestler, who would you tag with? Oh, Lars, there you go, Shit. man. Oh my God. Yeah. You weren't expecting yeah. that, were you? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm like after my back, I used to be six foot and then after my back, so I, I'm like, you know, five eleven. so I'm going to have mm-hmm. to, I need a bigger guy. Right. So maybe I'd have to tag with Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you'd say me. I could be the guy. Dang. He's offended. He's offended. You told me you're 5'7". And, I, and, and yeah, I it's know. like, so am I the big guy? 
Yeah. You know, okay. Save me, man. I give you the hot flag. You come in, clean house, and we win. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, I mean, you you know, you're a great, you know, okay. So me and Petey Williams taking the world by storm. I'm so so ready for this. I'm so ready for this. I would love to tag Petey, but I'm going to have to hit the gym for about 10 years and then I'll be ring (laughs) shape and then we'll be good. Hell yeah. Now answer my question, please. Become the interviewee Um, again, please. um, Yes. uh, I have learned so much about tag wrestling just within the last two years. I mean, pretty much since I've been with the Riot Squad, but since um, I was you know, primarily with just me and Liv. Um, I have learned so much about tag wrestling and I have loved it because it's an aspect of wrestling that I, I didn't realize how intricate it was and how difficult it is. Um, I think people think that just because there's another person in there that that makes it easier. Um, and that is not always the case. Um, I feel like rarely is that the case. Um, but I, and I loved I I loved my time with the squad as a whole. Um, I think because I have been in the, the tag division for so long, I think at at the beginning, at least um, I would like to come back as a singular, as a singles. I think um, it's just been a long time and I kind of want to see if I still got it, (laughs) you know, as a singles competitor. Um, so it's kind of, I think more about proving it to myself, um, about, you know, if, if I can, if I can still go without, uh, having Liv Morgan do all her flippy stuff, um, (laughs) when I can, I can give the hot tag and like, you go ahead, do your thing. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I, I would like to come back as a singles, but I am not by any means opposed to, um, the aspect of a tag team. It'd be hard to tag with anybody, you know, that wasn't live or Sarah, but, um, I'd be open to it for sure. Yeah, for sure. And so how how much, and and I'm really bad at this, but how much wrestling Mm -hmm. do you actually watch like right now or recently? Like I know when Mm -hmm. I I was in the thick of things, when back when Mm -hmm. impact was TNA and, you know, from like, Oh, four, Oh, five, Oh, six, like those years, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's when you're doing it, it's hard to watch wrestling at the time. Right. So how much were, were you watching or how much you know, wrestling, do you currently watch, do you watch that all like, or, or just your, I stuff? watch it all the time. I watch, I watch legitimately all, all products. Like I watched SmackDown, um, right before I got on here, uh, uh, cause I wanted to watch live and support her. Um, I watch, um, AEW, I watch impact. I, um, so you're, the- I have, I, I'm the person. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm the, the person, person that just yeah. get, that gets there any, anything I can watch. Um, I have an IWTV account so that I can keep up. And it's mainly if like my friends are on it and people that I, um, I want to support in any way that I can. Um, and I want to watch their matches or, or anything like that, or see somebody new that I haven't seen that I want to check out. So um sorry. My, cat is obnoxious that's a cat um, i thought it was a kid. yes <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that is a cat she is currently screaming for no apparent reason um she's a sphinx so she's one of the naked oh, cats. oh nice yeah yeah she's probably she's, cold then <laughs> yeah i wouldn't doubt it but I ha- there's a blanket up here she's a mess but yeah um so i i any any wrestling i can get my hands on i i like I feel like, especially recently, I feel like on the indies, there's so, especially women, there's so few people that I know. Like I used to know, I would say I used to know a good portion of people that I was on shows with or that were on other shows. Like I used to know the scene now, especially with women, I feel like most women that I knew or know now have been scooped up by some kind of contracted company. And I don't know anybody anymore. And I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't know people and I, I don't know who to watch out for or anything like that. So, um, I've been trying to, um, to keep up with everything. 
I kind of on at least my question here, I want to focus mm -hmm. on women's wrestling and mm -hmm. the evolution of it. It seemed like when you were on the indie circuit, it wasn't much appreciated by fans at the time. You were up north at the at the height of the women's revolution, which was phenomenal. And there was that trickle down effect. And some people can argue it all came organically everywhere. But mm -hmm. you know, depending on how you look at it, there was that trickle down effect. Now you're about to hit the indie circuit, and I guess I'm I'm setting this up to make it feel like you're now the women's spokesman, which I'm not trying. <laughs> to. But uh, your view of women's wrestling and how can it improve? Because look, I'm I'm a wrestling fan, mm -hmm. and my I have a daughter. I try to get her into wrestling. I mm -hmm. don't know what to tell her sometimes when we sit down and watch wrestling and I don't show her any of the 90s stuff because I, I want her to watch wrestling, not the bra mm -hmm. and panty stuff. And, right. and even still, sometimes on some of the wrestling shows, it seems like it's very sexualized and not wrestling. Mm -hmm. Do you think in your mind that you may have a game plan to go in to change that a little bit, at least not so much for you, but like, I guess, you know, you throw a rocket upon and, and the, the waves trickle out and it touches everybody. Mm -hmm. Um. As far as changing any of it, I, I feel like on the indies, at least as of recent, I, I can see, I think it kind of just depends on how the, the female wants to represent herself. Sometimes I think, um, sometimes I think some of the girls think that that's what they have to be. Mm. Um, and if there was any way I could impact that in um to any younger generations i feel like it would just be to stress that it's not like it's not necessary if that's who you want to be hell yeah go for it do your thing girl but for me i don't i i just i hope that a lot of the women can see it and know that it's not necessary like you don't have to sexualize yourself it doesn't have to be that way in order to get booked um and that's one thing that i have never changed really about myself. Um, one, because it's uncomfortable if I would try, like I'm not organically like a, a sexy, like it's just, it's weird and awkward. I'm just an awkward human. Um, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't come across organic in any way whatsoever. Um, but I, I have always, if there was any message that I could try and send out, it would just be that, you know, it's not necessary to, change based off of what you think that people want from you. Like eventually you will find your place in this and you will find somewhere that adheres the best to the version of yourself you would like to portray. So if I could change anything within the industry, it would just kind of be to <laughs> reinforce that message. There she is. There oh, she yes, is. Nice. Yeah, yeah. There she is. That's Bambi. All right. Um, calm down. Go somewhere. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you see to me, right now you as a free agent i think you would have it's it's almost like you're at a buffet right now you can kind of go anywhere that you want to and i'm not i'm not going to ask you where are you going to go mm. but i see women like serena deep mm. and jordan grace two different companies mm. both uh you know i mean i think you would, could do great matches or have great matches with these women i think you're that caliber what do you, what, when you, when you, what is, are your eyes set on something in particular um, other than just, is it, is it a company? Is it just, is it, uh, you know, just being an artist? Is it just uh, having that creative freedom? Like, what is it that motivates you, you know, to go and wrestle? Is it, what is, what is it inside? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. I know, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, honestly, I, I just, I kind of want to take everything that I've learned over the last five years, which is more than I could possibly explain. Um, and, and really apply it to, to kind of like, and apply it to what I want to portray, what I want the world to see, um, and to be able to properly do that and to properly, um, be able to, I don't know, I don't know how I'm trying to explain it, but I, I want to, I want to tell stories. 
wherever I go, I want to tell stories. Um, and I want to be able to be a part of something that I can sink my teeth into and to use those things that I've been taught to be able to properly tell those stories and to make, regardless of where I go, to make people feel something. Because I feel like that is my favorite part of wrestling is the ability to genuinely wholeheartedly have people escape for a short period of time to make them feel something like you have that control. Like that's a huge responsibility, I think. And, um, I, that's really what I want to do regardless of where I go or who I work with. Um, and I, and I want to work with new people. I want to work with new characters. And, um, a lot of times when I would work with people in WWE, I would, I would learn something new about my character having mm. interacted with somebody who was different. Um, so I would learn how do I react to this person? How would I react to this person's character and, and their morals and their values? Like, how would I, how would I react to that? And I learned something about myself in the process. So I, I think just growing as my own character by interacting with new ones is the thing that I am the most excited about. And um, that motivates me to want to get out there as much as possible. So, so I already asked you like, you know, how you got your start and stuff like that, but <laughs> it, it seems like everybody's main goal is to get like, you know, that contracted, uh, you know, I, I, like I want a contract. I want to be right. TV, all that right, kind of sure. stuff. I mean, we'd be lying to ourselves if mm -hmm. we said that wasn't the case. So, you know, when you started with WWE, like how did, how did that happen? Did they contact you? Did you do some dark matches? Was it out of the blue? Like how did that all, you know, happen when you first started with them? Um, I don't really know exactly. I know that I had done um, a dark match. I want to say it was like maybe a uh, maybe a little a year before maybe a year before when okay. with the adam i did the rosebud thing oh um, yeah for, okay. uh, for a whole loop i did the rosebud thing um and i did that um with uh jimmy jacobs and i believe i, love I have he is the yeah. most one of the most brilliant human beings i've ever met in my life i say I the same thing all the time yeah legitimately sit down and listen to him talk for hours um and i believe honestly that i can thank him for um his input except from what i understand i think that he talked to sarah because he had just gotten hired with them um shortly before and i believe he had talked to sarah amato about me um, and brought my name up and then you know not that long after i had my tryout um, but i do believe i can accredit jimmy jacobs to being able to put in the good word for me so that I could um, go forward with my tryout. Before that, I had, you know, I had started to branch out. I had just gotten back from a tour, a three-month tour of Japan, and then I was doing like Shimmer and Shine and and the bigger women's promotions. Um, so I, I think I had a, a decent buzz going beforehand, but I I don't know if I had enough of a buzz if it wasn't for Jimmy. So I I have him to thank for that. He's the best. What uh, what, what Japanese company did you? tour with i i went over for stardom um oh, okay. yeah i was there for a little over three months um i was actually i don't know if you remember um i was actually ringside for um act yasukawa versus yoshiko do you remember that hitting the news where um the two girls got into like an actual fight and the girl's eye was really swollen yeah. um, and she had broken her orbital bone i was ringside for that oh geez. i was second i was second to act um, and we were her like, um, and it was probably the one of the most intense experiences of my life. And then shortly after that, um, I, we went from training at the dojo for like five times a week to once and I was broke as I'll get out. Um, and so I was using all the money I was making over there to pay my bills at home. And so I was just, I kind of hung out in, uh, in the, uh, in the dojo for quite some time during that. So that's probably one of my biggest things is I, I hope one day I can go back and be able to experience Japan in the way that I would have liked to, had I been able to afford to get on the subway, you know? <laughs> now you've mentioned your character development from the Indies to mm -hmm. the E what are you one of those people that kind of take notes because I'm sure you have to have a folder long of things that 
may may have gotten passed over or you didn't mm-hmm. think it would work on that level. And now you have free reign to go out there and to really create whatever character. And I'm c- going to guess it's not far off what you were doing, which work, mm-hmm. nor should it be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how much like just ideas and excitement and creativeness do you have going on right now with, all right, my first time out there, I want to, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um. A lot. Um, it's more mental notes than I do anything. So I, I am one of those people, like I was telling you, I, I learn a lot about myself by my interaction with different characters. And so I'm, I'm a pitch writer for sure. <laughs> so while I was there, I wrote, I have a, a folder of pitches that I've written. Um, and even if they never saw the light of day, um, I learned a lot about myself just from putting myself in that fictional situation. Um, and I, I, I really enjoyed that. So I have a tendency because I was doing that so often, um, to do that when I watch now. So like if I watch AEW or, or impact or anything, I, I like to watch that character. And then sometimes in my brain, I'll catch myself just putting myself in a situation with them and be like, how would I react to them? what would I do? What would our story be? Why would we be fighting? Like all that stuff um, just kind of comes to my mind and I just start. And so I am definitely with a lot of the people that I've seen, a lot of people that I want to work with. Um, I have ideas in my head for a lot of them. <laughs> the thing that I guess that I see the most in professional wrestling now is that creative control, the creative freedom seems like they let these let everybody kind of really become themselves um you know where you were how much of like your own personality how much of your own ideas were used um and now you have this potential uh you know this whole other wrestling world where it seems like um so it's a kind of a two-part question how much Mm -hmm. of you was fully realized up north Mm -hmm. and then how uh when when you see what's happening in the outside of the and every other wrestling company and all the creative freedom, did it in that moment in those moments that you were there up north where you kind of like did you feel stifled at all at any point? Um, I I mean at least recently a lot of my time and energy went into the tag team as a, as a whole. Um, so a lot of my ideas and a lot of the stuff that I had tried to get across was definitely within the context of the riot squad of myself and live. Um, I would say that there's a lot of me that I don't think, I don't think I ever, I got a chance really to, to really show. And, um, I'm not saying that that's from no fault of my own. There's probably a bunch of different things I could have done, um, in hindsight, to, to really show that. But, um, I don't know if stifled was the word, but I did, I felt, I felt challenged a lot and I, and I, and I kind of enjoyed that. I, 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 I kind of thrive on the idea of kind of being put in a situation that's maybe not in my, not from my brain, um, and adapting to it and trying to make it work and trying to make it work for me and having it come across organically. Um, I feel like granted, while I know we all thrive on creative control, um, I think that sometimes that can, that can stifle your creative process because you're just kind of always getting what you want. And I think having things thrown at you and being like, okay, now make this work, um, really kind of advances you as a performer. So, so you, so you like working with others or being put to the challenge is basically, I guess the, what the question is, do you like mm-hmm. being put to the challenge or seeing your ideas come into fruition? I think a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, I like to see my ideas, but I always like, I also like my ideas to be challenged. I also like to see things from people's other people's perspectives, particularly if it's someone else within the context of the storyline. Um, because you know, we're always told like, you're the one who knows your character the best. And, um, you know, if it's just my idea and it's my idea for someone else, um, I'm not going to understand them as well as they understand them. So they might have a different idea that fits perfectly in a, in a way that I didn't even look at before. So, um, I like, 
I like to have that. I like to, I like to be heard basically is I like to be heard and to be, and to, to be listened, even if it's to be heard and then shit on, <laughs> I like to be heard and then, um, and to, to work with people, um, and to be a part of the machine, to make the machine create something magical. That's not so, so uh, you talk about like, you know, you, you like pitching ideas and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, um, you, you got the riot squad. All mm -hmm. right. So when that first came up, like how did that start? Was that like your brainchild? Was it Jimmy Jacobs brainchild? Was <laughs> it somebody else's? Um, like how did that all, all come up and how did you, you know, feel about that and react to it? I had no idea about the riot squad. Like no. none at all whatsoever. I didn't find out I was debuting on SmackDown until the day before um, wow. while I was in Houston. So Sonya Deville and myself were on um, were a dark match for a takeover and um, they told us we needed to stay. And a bunch of, oh, I think we think we were told like we were doing some dark matches for Raw and SmackDown. And they were flying in Liv, Mandy, and um, Sarah. And we were like, why would they fly people in when they just had all of NXT here for the takeover? Why would they fly people in for dark matches? So we're racking our brains for like two days trying to figure out what in the world is going on. And then we were told that that Monday that um, Sonia and um, Mandy would be debuting with Paige as Absolution and myself, Liv and Sarah would be known as the Riot Squad, um, which was incredible. Um, myself and Sarah go way back. Um, we've known each other for almost for 10 years now, I think. Um, and so that was awesome. And then Liv fit right in. We were worried that she would, you know, she wouldn't feel welcome because we've known each other and we had so much history, but that girl is likable as all hell. So she, uh, she fit right in. And, um, from what I understand, we weren't supposed to last more than like six weeks. I think it was just supposed to be like a, like a, here you go, like, like a, like an entry. And then we were all supposed to go our separate ways. Um, but so we didn't change anything about our characters to adhere to each other. We just stayed ourselves. Yeah. And I think what ended up happening was those three very different characters ended up working well together like in contrast with each other but working really well and um they so they kept us they kept us together and you know it's it's one of the most amazing parts of my career was working with those girls and being alongside them and being you know, honored enough to have it called the riot squad, you know, yeah. and it was, it was, uh, it was amazing. And it was, it, we were able to kind of, because it wasn't really supposed to go anywhere, we were able to kind of just morph it into what we thought it should be. And I also was told um, that the boss man had seen suicide squad mm -hmm. and he wanted a Joker, a Harley Quinn and a beast. Yeah. And then the riot squad was born. So I don't know if that was exactly what, the, if how much truth there is to that. That was a rumor, but I, 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 I wouldn't doubt it. You know what I mean? And it was, I'm, a lot of my career was right place, right time. So I believe that was it. <laughs> I know before we play the name game here in a second, we'll have one more round of questions and then we'll play this. I'm excited about the name game, but Ooh. We, we, once again, we talked about your fandom. Do you have a couple matches that you watched as a fan that shaped your fandom? Like mm. a couple that might have stuck out in your mind that are like, you know what? If I'm stuck on a desert island and I can only watch three or four matches for the rest of my life, what would have been the three or four matches as a fan you would be stuck watching? Um, the first one that comes to mind is, um, Ray Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero from Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Um, that oh. was, that one took place before I even started watching wrestling, but that match was shown to me and I was glued, glued. Um, the one that like also comes to mind that made me feel something like really deep. And I think that it was because that was after I started wrestling. Um, it was, 
um, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Um, oh, yeah. WrestleMania? It, yes, from WrestleMania. It was like, I'm sorry, I love you to this day gets me because it made me feel like I like it made me feel so much, especially being in the ring like, and being a performer and knowing what that's like, not knowing what it's like, but knowing what it could be and what it could. It was just it was so much raw emotion that came from that, um, that. I, I just, I really gravitate towards that match just because of that, that, and, and Sean was a crazy person in that match. He's the coolest. Um, and then I think I did, I, I, I don't think this match gets its due. Um, Trish and Mickey James from WrestleMania as oh. well. The, the blow off to their feud. I loved that match. I don't think it gets the credit that it, it deserved because it was, way ahead of its time um i think both of those women were and um it was definitely a a, a wild and i, I think also kind of sexualized storyline mm. but that turned into a really awesome wrestling match which is one of those things like what i was saying before like being put in a situation where you're given this but turning it into something that works for you and those women turned it into like incredible professional wrestling um, and I think that's just awesome. Is there anybody that in, in your career where you've kind of looked at them and said, if I can be a little bit of that and maybe a little bit of that or whatever it is, who has inspired you the most as a wrestler, not just the matches, but just mm -hmm. as a wrestler? Um, the first person that comes to mind, honestly, is, uh, is Kevin Owens. Um, he's actually a, a, a good friend of mine and I, is it the I, accent that you're trying to get out? <laughs> it is not, no, <laughs> it is not. No. Um, but it, it's his, him on the mic and his, um, athletic ability for how big he is. And also like his, like his like brawler esque like style and his simplistic style is what I like about it so much. Like I definitely am influenced by, um, by Fit Finley and William Regal, like the way that they work, like granted they're incredible technical wrestlers as well, but I love the, like, it's not a lot of flashy. It doesn't need to be a lot of like flips and stuff like that. Like just the raw ground and pound, like kind of style, um, that, you know, really has that realism to it. And, um, I was a fan of Kevin Owens long before, um, I used to watch him from like PWG and stuff. And so, um, the fact that we're friends now is cool. Uh, but, um, I, yeah, no, he was, he was one of the first people I think of that I would like to like emulate parts of him. Um, Eddie Kingston is another one. Um, that's just like his, his promos are unmatched. Probably it's hard for me to just like say this cause there's so many incredible people on the mic, but I, I would say cuts probably like one of, if not the best promo in professional wrestling, um, just because he gets you to feel like he gets you to feel that emotion because he just pours his heart and soul out to it. So, um, and, and his style is the same for me. It's just somebody I, I really truly would love to emulate and to be able to, to speak and get people to really evoke that emotion that I'm trying to go after. So you, you talk about like, you know, how, how, like when you watch people, like mm -hmm. how, how it makes you feel, you know, going back mm -hmm. to the Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, like mm -hmm. that was more of a feeling thing. I mean, I, a lot of people won't remember like how the match progressed and stuff, but they remember mm -hmm. that last little bit where it's like, you know, mm -hmm. I love you, you know, I'm sorry. And he kicks mm -hmm. him and stuff. Um, the Eddie Guerrero match, you know, it's, uh, th there wasn't much emotion in it, but it was, man, mm -hmm. hell of a match. They're, they're just their style and their athleticism and stuff. So what are your, like some of your favorite memories of yourself that you participated in uh you know in your career in wwe i know tough one right yeah. that's 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 a tough one yeah. um <laughs> i think maybe some of your favorite matches or something like that favorite yeah no honestly um one of the things that like the first thing that pops to mind i think um was my match with ronda rousey um yep. and it was surprising to me she's just an incredible person as a, as, as a person, but, um, my match, um, at elimination chamber with her the night before, 
um, was very short. Was yeah. uh, it was the story was not based around me. It was based what mm. was ready to happen. Um, but the weekend prior, we had um, we had done a lot. We had done a couple of house shows right right before that, and we had like had this match that we were so proud of. And we were so excited and it was, it was such an amazing thing to be able to bring her style into what I wanted to do and for us to both tell the story. And, and that's, that's a story that I, I love to tell is, is with somebody with a completely different style than I have. Um, just because, especially with her, I wanted to make sure we kept just like, if you give me a hold, it's game over, you know? So, um, I, and like, I, I walked up to her and I asked her, um, what are things that are illegal in a mixed martial arts context? And those are all the things that I want to do to you. Like, what are things that exist here that don't exist there? Um, so it was, it was, it was so, it was so much of our brainchild that we had put together and then elimination chamber came and it, you know, it didn't come to fruition like we had hoped. Um, and then after that, um, I was bummed, but you know, I understood and, and it was okay. And she actually, um, had, uh, rallied for me to have, she says, I have a rematch after every pay-per-view. I have a title match after every pay-per-view. Um, I would like it to be Ruby. And she like pitched for it and pushed for it hard, you know, went to, went to all the higher ups and eventually got it to happen. And then the following night, um, I, for the first time main evented Monday night raw, um, and had this match that we had worked so hard on and so hard on perfecting and probably one of my favorite matches that I had had within the company. Um, and it was just, there was so much that led up to that and so much, um, so much time and, and such a story that I was excited to tell that I didn't think I was going to, but because Rhonda was the best, she allowed me to do that. So it was awesome. I, I, I was really grateful. And I, I just want to follow up with that. So, I mean, a, a lot of people, you know, if you're listening to this podcast or whatever, you, you, they don't really like, so Rhonda mm -hmm. new, totally new to professional wrestling. Okay. Mm -hmm. So th they have to, when it comes to somebody that she's going to work with to like get over to the, to the next mm -hmm. you know step or whatever, they have to have somebody that's, that's really good and that they trust mm -hmm. to, to get her elevated to the next step. So, so did you realize you're like, Hey, I know what this, I, I know what this is going to be, but like mm -hmm. they trust me into portraying this wrestler to the next right. level. Like, I mean, right. did you understand what they were trying to no. do at the time? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was very grateful at the opportunity that they were letting me and especially that it was, it was leading into WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, the year that they had main evented WrestleMania. So, um, I knew that there was a lot of trust that needed to be put in me in order to just have a match with her, like, let alone like try and have a, you know, a good match, but like have a match with her, um, because she, you know, she was the star at that time. Yeah. Um, but not to take anything away from Rhonda because she caught on so fast, yeah, yeah. anything that she didn't know, or she like, and she was so humble and so like, she didn't have anything to prove. And she was just happy to freaking be there. <laughs> and it was so awesome to be able to like work with somebody, especially like somebody who's just so excited about wrestling as a whole. And it lights this fire under you where you're like, yeah, wrestling is this cool. Like, and <laughs> she was just, but anything that somebody explained to her, she, she got so quick and there's, you know, and you can tell there's a reason that she, you know, she was you know, one of the best in the world at what she did yeah. is because she's just that quick of a learner and absorbs all the information around her. So, um, you know, it was, it was, it was awesome to be able to work with her and to be able to have that experience. Do you guys have anything else you want to touch on before we move on to the name game? Let's play the name game. All right. Uh, other than, other than my nine-year-old came while we were doing this mm -hmm. and drank all my fucking water and then <gasps> took a hike. <laughs> get your own water and i was like yo fill it up and he's like oh, no no he just because straight he up knows, told you no yeah and it's just because he knows i can't get up and and do anything about it right wow now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, the so, audacity yeah well that's that's yeah 
He's my he's my he's my child. Please continue, Dennis. Sweet shirt, by the way. I just want to oh, throw that out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am a fan of the Raiders. Yes, yeah, come on. They are their squad in law. Yeah. Well, at the beginning of the show, we kind of tease that you're shopping for a new last name, which nice position. I wish I could do that too. Yeah. We, the three brightest brains in the industry, sat so down, excited. And we have a, a list of names that we're going to just pepper at you left and right. Uh, okay. Who wants to start, guys? Oh my well, goodness. you know and- what? Can, go ahead, Ruby. Sorry. I know. I just want to preface that like a lot of people think that I'm going back to Heidi Loveless. Now there's a multitude of reasons why I do not want to do that. Why? I was not, I was not a fan of that name. I was not a fan. Did did you come up with that or did somebody? I didn't. It was given to me. It was given to me by the people who trained me in the backyard. Uh, And uh, it came, it legitimately, they were watching raw one time and a commercial for the Hills came on. And they're like, oh, Heidi, like, yeah, that's, that's a name. And they gave it to me. Um, and then nobody ever pronounced Loveless correctly. Like, it was always Lovelace. And, oh. like, why come up with a wrestling name that people can't pronounce? That's terrible. Right. It's a terrible yeah. idea. Um, so I, a lot of people thought I was going to go back to it. I have no intention of going back to Heidi Loveless. Um, so I am obviously shopping for a new name. So that I just wanted to clear the air with that one. Okay. Well, I have a question before because I have three different ones, but it depends on where you're, are you keeping the name Ruby? I would like to, if it's possible. Um, I feel like it fits me. Um, And I, and, you know, again, without, I'm so sorry, my camera just keeps going in and out of focus. It's driving me nuts. Um, Again, without embarrassing myself too much, uh, Ruby came from Ruby Soho. Okay, so um, that was and so I hold that very dear to my heart. <laughs> okay, well, that was going to be one of my suggestions. Yeah. Why not just do do Ruby Soho? I Ruby mean, I Soho. know the guy who can. Cl- I, I got a couple guys I know who can clear the music. Yeah. Stop. You. Stop. No, I mean, you, you can't say yeah. that to me and have me not lose my mind right now. Like, you, well. You, <laughs> I swear to God, I, I could, I could, I could have that cleared, and then I can get on a group text right now and get you cleared in about ten minutes. So is this conversation done? Uh, yeah. Go <laughs> but but yeah, can you should have closed with that. Oh my. <laughs> well, God. but you mentioned it. You mentioned it. Yes. So, yeah. But so, but I had a few others. Can I? Can I at least? Yes. Give you the no. Other I, I would. Lo- I would love yeah. to hear all of them. I'm, I'm writing them down. <laughs> like, I'm writing them down just so you know, because okay. I, 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 right. I'm a note taker. I also Love thought it. like Ruby Radical could be cool, but I then I thought down too. I have it written down. <laughs> but then I thought, is that two dynamic dudes? Mm-hmm. Like you know, you know what I mean? Is that two right. like WCWO? Like that? <laughs> and then the last one I thought was totally completely out of the box. Okay. And I did, and 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 so one of my favorite comic books is Werewolf by Night. It's an old Marvel comic book. And I, and I always thought Werewolf by Night would be a great name for a band. It's been in my head for, I don't know, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've been waiting. I was either going to call it, a, you know, use that, that, that for a song or whatever. And I thought, well, you know, I mean, this is out of the box. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you could do a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of gimmick. And then mm-hmm. you could be this Werewolf by Night. So something happens. And I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, it's... It, I don't, so, I'm, I'm into it. I, I, but I think the Ruby Soho, I think that I, honestly, like if you, if you want to use that, or if you wanted to do that, it, we could do, there's so much we could do together to make that happen. It's, it, I'm it would so be, glad this is documented. I'm so glad this is on. I should have Y'all can see the pure excitement <laughs> and losing my mind that is currently happening. But it's yours, and and I guarantee you, the band would back you hundred percent because everybody's wrestling fans, you know. Oh my so, god! So and 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 if you were to do it, and plus, you know, you being like, you know, I think if for you, you I think, you know, what Dennis was talking about, um, you know, the whole kind of like lingerie kind of stuff. That's that was always lost my interest in the wrestling, and it wasn't until okay. like you know, women's wrestling became a thing and like fit Finley and that started kind of with him getting a hold of and oh, the whole God. thing. And that's, that's when nice. I started to really become a fan again, other than mm-hmm. fabulous Moolah, you know what I mean? And, right. and Wendy Richter and whatever, yeah. but, 
so and i think that you're kind of like it's this it's it's this it's this modern age for women's wrestling and i would be 100% honored and i know those guys would too because you know we support that we support the underdog we support that that's what our fucking band is about mm-hmm. you know so if it's yours if you want it of course and and if if it's like something about so what else, what were your ideas i mean uh, top that <laughs> <laughs> Pete, you go next. Oh you want me to go? I'll, okay, I'll throw it some. I'm not yes. going to throw it. So, so right. Dennis and I, uh, you know, kind of, you know, we hung out the, you know, earlier on today. So we kind of chit chat. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Burn. Yeah. yeah really oh. good. Uh, you know, Bob's Beach, not Ted's Tanning Salon. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I really, really, Dennis did bring up like, and we, we talked about it. It was like almost like a no brainer. Like, why mm-hmm. don't, why, why doesn't she just Ruby Soho? I really, really like that name. The one, one little bit thing I, I don't like about that is that you know when you when you hear Ruby Soho, you think of the the Ranta song Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. It's not original. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the only, only downside of it. And I'm like, oh, so if you can make it a little bit different. So I was like, but then this isn't original either. My idea was, hey, why isn't she just like Ruby Rancid? You, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like something like that. Um, or even like, you know, um, putting together the other names like, uh, you know, like uh, Heidi Riot or or, or, mm-hmm. or Ruby Lovelace or, or something mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, my my brainchild was like, OK, why, why not a, a Ruby Rancid? Now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to steal Dennis's because the one that Dennis has, I really, really like it. Like almost I almost okay. like it more than the Ruby Soho one. But I'll let Dennis talk about that one. All right. Dennis hit me with it. All right, I'm I'm gonna save that one for last. But here okay. are a couple. Okay. I had Ruby Rocks. Okay. R O X X. I had like Ruby that. Brightburn. Oh, Brightburn. Ruby what? Yeah, that's Bright- Ruby Bright- Brightburn. From the okay. remember that movie? It was like the alternative Superman movie where yep. he was kind of an a hole. Yep. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I got okay. that one. My one I did like more than the one I'm about to Ruby FX. You sent me that one. Yes. Yes. I, I, I definitely, at first I was like, Oh, I don't know. Like it's one of those things where I read it and I was like, Hmm, but then I said it out loud and I was like, Oh, okay. I think I like, I like that. And the other one I told you was Ruby Ramon. That's the one. So that's, that's, that's the, one. the other one that I, ever since you said that it's been in my brain where I'm like, I do like that. Yeah. You know, so, I like it too. But, I but mean, I'm so torn now. Like, obviously, yes. y'all. It's probably going to get easier to get clearance with Ruby Soho than. I mean, a hundred percent. No, but like, Ruby, but but Ruby Ruby Ramon is freaking sick. It rolls off the yeah. tongue like it's it's yeah. so smooth. Like Ruby Ramon, like oh, yeah. Ruby Soho Ramon. <laughs> oh. Man, but, hyphenated. But, but you know, see, there's so many things to do with that Ruby mm. name. Like I started thinking about it. Like if you had another crew, you could be Ruby's Radicals. You know what I mean? Mm. Or you know, you get what I'm saying? You could you could yeah. do so many different things mm. with that radical name. You could do so many Ruby's Ramones. You can you yeah. can, I mean, there's so many things you can do. I'm sure you'll make the smart choice. And um, <laughs> no, but no, but no but pressure. honestly. Let's hear. What do you have? Can you can are you are you wanting well, to? Well, a lot of us? them. A lot of them. You guys have actually already said, which is crazy. Um, again, didn't know that one was an option, but I'm glad I know that now. Um, so, Liv actually came up with this one was um, Ruby Reckless, which was R E K R E C K L E S S. Ruby Ramon was the other one, which is funny because um, Ramona was the other name that I had pitched when I first got my name. Um, because my, my, uh, entrance music used to be uh, black sheep by metric, which is on, um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world yeah. and Ramona flowers is like, I like, I liked that name. So as soon as he said that, I was like, Oh, look at that. Um, and then, uh, from, I just keep showing how much of a mark I am for ranted, but, um, <laughs> Uh, it actually, I liked it more than I thought I would. And after I wrote it down was Ruby blue from oh Lola blue. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. 
Um, and cool. then uh, Ruby Vandal, I think, was the last one that I oh, had. Oh, that's cool. That oh, I that's didn't cool too. like as much. I probably should have saved one of those for the last one, but, um, but yeah, and um, you know, I, I don't yeah, think I don't you're going to strike out with any of these, though, Ruby. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's kind of like one of those things. So hard. I, yeah, but I feel like you know you're so talented that no matter what you choose as a name you know, it's going to be secondary to what you can do. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think, and like mm -hmm. I said before, when we texted a little bit, it's like, mm -hmm. you're in, I feel like you're in the, in a great place. You can do whatever the hell you <sighs> I'm, want. I'm so, you know? I'm so excited and I'm so nervous um, at the idea of like, obviously, you know, this, 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 all these, like this open world of that I'm familiar with, but not super familiar with. Like, I feel like a lot has changed since the last time I was on the Indies. Like it, it's been some time, um, but I'm, I'm very excited. And, and, you know, the, the response that I got from like some of my coworkers and stuff after, after the release and everything um, was more than I could have asked for. So it kind of gave me like this confidence that I'm like, okay, I'm going to be all right. Like I had a little bit of a panic. I hit a whole ate a whole box of Oreos and, you know, all that stuff. But I, uh, I, I, you know, I'm very grateful for the people I've gotten to meet and I'm very excited to take what they taught me and take it on the road. Well, listen, thank you guys. These names were awesome, by the way, I'm so sorry to cut you off with the names and you guys put some, some thought into them. So I appreciate all, all of you guys for helping me out. Cause I've been struggling been struggling with the name. Is it too late to pitch Ruby Farrell? F-A-R-R-E. <laughs> That's his last name. Just so you know, Ruby. Okay. That's his last name. Just thought I'd throw it out there, guys. Ruby Farrell. I think Ruby Williams how... works better. Ruby Williams. Oh, Ruby Williams. Okay. Well, you know what? The, 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 both of those names sound like a jobber. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, my yeah. so they might be setting me up for failure, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> I was. <laughs> so listen, for everybody at home, the podcast is over. We are going to say our goodbyes off the air. Ruby, where can people find you? Uh, well, currently I am on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not super active on social media before and after the release. Um, but right now it's at Ruby Riot WWE. Um, but it will change soon as I figure out what the hell I'm going to be called. Um, but um, I also am probably going to be starting my YouTube channel back up. Um, I had a YouTube channel for a little bit um, during the pandemic or like early on in the pandemic, which is, <laughs> I keep doing this. I'm just going to keep embarrassing myself, which is hooligans unite is um, what it is um, after their tribute album. Uh, but uh and I am um, hopefully going to be starting up a Twitch soon because I love video games and I would like to play them and chat with people at the same time. So hopefully that's both of those things are going to be started up soon. Um, the YouTube channel is already up and running. Twitch, not so much because I don't fully understand it, but I'm Nobody working does. on it. <laughs> I've been yelled at a lot from fans so that we don't promote our own stuff, but uh, really mm -hmm. quickly, YouTube uh, we are on Twitch now. It's brand new over there. Make sure you mm -hmm. go subscribe. Uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, we're over there. Uh, and uh, Fight TV, Friday nights. Make yeah. sure you watch it. It drops yeah. Friday, 8 o'clock. That's, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And uh, hopefully you'll come back, be rebirthed with a new wrestling name. You can yeah. shine it down upon the heavens on us, and we will yeah. – uh, and you can see it right here. This is where it was. It, one of those names that was said will be my name. One of them, huh? For the rest of my career. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Without a shadow of a doubt. At least one of the ones that was said here on this podcast will be my name. And you guys got to see it wow. firsthand. The wow. brainstorm of all these these brilliant wrestling minds. And I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. And and um, like I said, what from what I've heard and what I listened to, it's uh, it's an awesome view on wrestling. And you guys look into like the positivity of it and like what you guys love about it. And I don't think a lot of times that happens on podcasts and mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't do a lot of podcasts and I, I wasn't really even planning on doing a lot, but I'm really glad that I, the one that I did was this one because it just, it gets me even more excited about the, the idea of getting back out there and 
it's just it's just awesome what you guys are doing and i'm, I'm a big fan Hang on. We're rooting. We're, we're, we're rooting for you. Absolutely. You. I'm going to end this by saying thank you to Lars for bringing her oh. on and letting us get to experience and get to know her. This has been an amazing podcast. I mean, we've been going Aww. for just a little over an hour. I have like a hundred more questions. I, I feel like we, I, we could talk forever. I, and I have questions for you guys, honestly, if I'm being well, honest. <laughs> well, you know what? Why don't we wait for, you know, a couple months, have you back on. And then it's, then the, the we turn the tables. Would love that. It I would love that. Point. Yes, please. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I'm ready to see this, this tag team, by the way, I'm ready. So we're going to need to get that going if we can. <sighs> no, you <laughs> got to call my trainer up. Fredrickson and, and Williams. I need to see. I, you know what? I can't <laughs> even handle. I can't even handle a nine year old from stealing my water. I don't know what I'm going to do with Petey in there. No, Lars, I got you, man. I'll take the heat. You know, I'm the baby face. Takes the heat. Hot tag. Yeah. He's gonna come in and clear the house, man. Uh, baby face fire. House. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I'll get to here. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Stay on so we can say our goodbyes off the air. Enjoy wrestling perspective. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>